0: Hey, friends. Are you ready to slay the holidays? We're excited to have you join us as we dash through the festive season. Good job last week slaying that fa la 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 and doing a fa la 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 fabulous job. Today on deck, we have our, I know it pains me to say this, 8K dreidel dash, but... I'm going to be OK. I'm not going to get too up on it right now. So let's get spinning on through and start with our walk and a warm up in three, two and one. Coach Christine, if this wasn't for Hanukkah, I would
1: not be uttering the words 8K. I mean, we're going to give folks the option, I should say, coach, because there may be folks like you who also refuse to do the 8K distance. And if that's the case, they're going to have a little bit of extra fun because today's workout is kind of a two-in-one or an, a pick-your-poison, if you will, or I guess spin your dreidel and see which one it lands on. I don't know. Help me, my friend, because I'm still having a difficult time transitioning from Halloween. that's in my mind through 65 days. But right, <laughs> we are going to have today essentially a tempo workout. But it's going to have built-in recovery. So five minutes at tempo pace with 90 seconds of recovery pace. Again, if you have final surge with us, you're working with us one-on-one or part of our group athletes, we would love you to check your final surge to see what you're doing. But if you're shorter on time, as we tend to be this time of year... You can just run this strong and aim for that 4.97, which is the 8K distance. So, Or just round it up to five. I'm not going to judge. Do not round it up to five. If you're doing the 4.97, you're absolutely going to post in the group. Your screenshot of your four point nine seven, because we're helping Coach Shelby get through the OCD issues of having eight K issues. Um, if you if you have to personally tag on a point zero three afterwards, that's okay. But still, take that screenshot of your four point nine
0: seven. This is just payback for me talking about shopping so much in last week's episode. You're like,
1: you're like, hold my eggnog. I'm gonna make it. Yeah, you, cre- you created so much angst and anxiety in my heart talking about shopping that I was like, hmm, let's see what we can do here with this little bit of eight k. Now, Coach, have you actually ever raced? In- I feel like this is a dumb question, but have you actually ever done an eight k? I'm gonna surprise you. <gasps> I have not. Oh, I'm just kidding. I really was <laughs> I, I I you had me. You really did have me. Ah oh. Well friends, we have just sixty seconds left of this portion of your warm-up. We are gonna take everyone into a five minute run or light jog because we do want to especially with working at harder efforts in that tempo pace you want to make sure that your body's really warmed up you know that some of you are in some really cold parts of the world so you have to take a little bit longer um to warm on up and there's nothing wrong with that so if at any point maybe even if you need to use the first set of our actual structured workout to warm up that's fine too just make sure that you're honoring where your body's at right here and now and that we're avoiding any potential injuries
0: I'm going to want a head count of who does the 8K and who does the tempo. I feel like everybody's going to tell me they did the 8K just to mess with me.
1: I think the fact that the the alternative is a tempo, you may have actually a lot of people doing (laughs) 8Ks. But with that, friends, we're going to push on up into more of that warm-up time for five minutes. So if you're in a walk, let's take it into light jog. Light jog, let's take it into conversation pace in three, two, and one. It's also very important that we mention the run-walk here as well. So run-walk, if you want, to use your prescribed intervals Perfect. Feel free to do so. Again, though, when we're in the tempo segment, that five minute block, we want you to move on that walk with a purpose. You are quite literally doing a dreidel dash. So you are moving your groove and you're not pulling back into a full recovery because we want you to really honor that 90 second recovery and knowing that that will help you on building that speed as well. Now, when we're in the 90 seconds recovery and you maybe have your interval tell you that it's time for you to go up into your run, keep it really light there as well. We're gonna have eight sets of those. And five minutes at a tempo pace while you're moving and grooving should equal kind of roughly around a 1K. If it doesn't, no big deal. And if it equals more than that, great for you. That's awesome too. It really, I mean, we're not here to judge how fast anyone goes as long as you are going according to your effort scale. So, and maybe if you're short on time and those eight reps, if you decide to
0: not do all eight of them, gonna go ahead and just cut them in half maybe do four Mm -hmm. since there's four sides the dreidel there's eight nights of hanukkah again this is the literally the workout so just keep on giving even when you tell us please stop don't give me more runs just wait it's going to happen but they, again. they
1: love it. They absolutely love it. I think it. they love to hate it. I mean, don't we all? Like, uh, <laughs> have you ever looked at a speed workout on your plan and been like, I can't wait for that speed workout? Yes. You have? I totally I totally have. Wh- what workout was it and when
0: and why? I have, it, Okay, this was probably, full disclosure, this was probably about three years ago. I had a workout and I was giddy with excitement. It was a fart Shocker. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And it was, I was so pumped for it. It blew up. Horribly, Like I vividly remember that I was so excited for this workout and I completely fart licked the bed Aww. on it.
1: Well, that's okay. <laughs> but that's, I was really excited. That's the right one to do it with. Um, yeah, I think I tend to have, and this probably says a lot about me and my personality style, I tend to have a lot of anxiety. So that's where I would need to do a lot of and this is where again we talk about it with our one-on-one athletes this is where those meditations those visualizations come into play to help you feel stronger when you go into them it's also for historical data for me is very very reassuring so keeping that training journal And seeing that I've done these style of workouts before, the paces, although they always feel a little scary, are doable. I have been able to do them. I can do them again. Um, And also then reminding myself that really it is about my effort of where I am here and now and maybe challenging myself a little bit. So it's easier said than done don't please nobody think that we are trying to say oh it's just super easy just visualize you're gonna have a great run you're gonna have a great run and um you know you just look at your data and you look like yeah it's perfectly fine we get it we get that it can be a little anxiety provoking and that's okay but that's why we're here to talk you through it and remind you that you can do it and coach you already said we're doing little peppermint talks gosh how cute is that how could go wrong with a peppermint talk
0: I don't like peppermint though, which I
1: I did disclose
0: to you, and it broke your it heart. I did. I don't
1: know. I mean, I feel like chocolate and peppermint were meant to be in some kind of harmony, and, and the fact that you wouldn't want them is crazy to me. But friends, we've got 90 seconds left before we go into our very first set. Again, if you're choosing to make this a 4.97 running at maybe your conversation pace, maybe you're making this a full tempo and you're not going to take those recovery sets. You're just going to roll through here because you want to hit that 4.97 and stop the clock there. That works as well. Making this your own. But we will be talking you through the five minutes at that tempo pace. We're going to be starting in 60 seconds. So coach, let's talk about tempo. How do you feel about that anaerobic Um, tempo zone, that lactate threshold zone.
0: I do like my tempo. We talked about it last week, and I really do enjoy a good tempo. I think the five minutes is a really good mind space to Mm -hmm. go in with. Yes, it's a little bit longer depending on what you're used to, but I feel like five minutes, it's... It's a good chunk of time to where you really can get into it, feel comfortable, hone in on it, and then that recovery is just that much sweeter. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I agree with you. I do like what this style is. It's considered, and you told me I was never allowed to call it this, so that's why we haven't, but um, it, it's considered broken tempo where you break it up with recovery bits, but as far as tempos go again we've mentioned it before we'll mention it here and now a lot of it is really helping you to create that mental resiliency so with that said let's do it put a big smile on our face our first set right out of the gate in three two and one five minutes on the clock and if you're rolling through to get started on your 4.97 then toe upset start line and go friends
0: so now I think it'd be kind of fun, in the spirit of Hanukkah, to turn the tables and make this a little bit of a hard effort. I'm going to test a few little tidbits of your Hanukkah knowledge. Oh, God. Okay.
1: okay. Okay.
0: Are you ready for it? I am. Which of the following letters does not appear on a dreidel from America? Shin, nun, bet, gimel, or hay.
1: So we know that it's nun, because nun is not going to be on the dreidel, <laughs> um, <I'm> gonna- <laughs> Oh, I just got it! Let's yeah. see. Um, that took me way too uh, long. I'm going to say it's gimel.
0: It's not gimel, it's bet. Bet is not on the dreidel. It is shin, nun, gimel, and hay which Dang. which we have in our workbook with our spin the dreidel
1: workout which I was way too pumped to put together. Ooh. well that sounds definitely like we're going to have a whole gimmel of fun. Um I don't know what does gimmel stand for like it's a, it's just a letter. Gimmel, give me all. Okay. That's literally it's Gimlet. Gimme all. I feel like it reminds me immediately of Gimlet, and I'm not a gin drinker, but I'm always gonna probably think of Gimlet. So yeah, that's that's always interesting. Okay, I'm ready for more of my knowledge <laughs> to be proven that I have zero. All right. How many
0: blessings are said when lighting Hanukkah candles, other than the first night? Because the first night, there's there's more.
1: Oh, okay. Eight. You think there's eight? Yes. That is wrong. Okay. How many are said? Five. Okay. Any particular reason why? Where are the five blessings and and why? That's a great question. Do I know? Heck no. Coach, you have to, you know I'm going to ask
0: questions. That's just who I am. I, I, I do not. Okay. I do not. There is a special prayer, though, that you say in the first night. And my mom and I, every year... We lose the Hanukkah prayer book, so we have to do it from memory. And then we find it on day three, and we have to test ourselves on if we got it right or not.
1: Interesting. Well, friends, what's also interesting is that we're already halfway through this tempo segment. You guys have actually less than... Two and a half minutes left. So we're continuing to rock and roll here at this tempo pace. Again, keeping that RPE of six. Maybe if you needed to be at a five, that's okay as well. Maybe you're already at a seven, that's okay as well. Knowing that we still have seven more sets. So you're gonna want to definitely take that into account as we rock through this.
0: Ooh, look at
1: you. I love when you start like getting into that inspirational portion. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I don't know about inspirational, but I am inspired by the folks that are rolling through this because I think this is a tough time of year. And traditionally, I think a lot of folks just be like, man, there's just not enough time. And we tend to make sure that kind of everybody else has a really wonderful year, a wonderful time of year. And we're adding on a lot of things to our plate to help others feel good. So I love the fact that folks are, are taking that time to help themselves feel good here as well. So with that, We are just about 70 seconds of feeling really good about ourselves and then having a recovery.
0: I am really excited about this week with the mitzvahs because we have a thing in our house. It's the mitzvah moves. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole book that goes with it. And you light a candle for each mitzvah that you do. And I love that we're having the opportunity this week to turn it on ourselves as well as outwardly. And making sure that we remind ourselves that we don't always have to have a cost associated with it. Maybe it's about spending our time versus our dollars. And again, we've talked about it before on the the regular podcast about just giving that little bit of light. And I think especially during Hanukkah time, it gives us an opportunity to just remind ourselves a little bit more of spreading that light and making sure that we can do it with others, but not forgetting in the process, like you said, to carve out some time for ourselves as well.
1: I think what I like so much about it, and we'll talk more about it in about 10 seconds, but from my understanding, and you're welcome to correct me, is that it's not just like well wishes or positive thoughts, but actual action. And I think that that's super powerful. So let's pull it back into our 90 second recovery in three, two, and one. I think a lot of us, Have that sense of kind of, well, I intended to do this, or as I have like a stack of cards next to me that I intended to start writing in and send out. Um, So we get really caught up into like our good intentions, but it seems like from what I read that the mitzvah is really about making that action and putting that intention behind it and being very, very, um, I guess, steadfast. And our intentionality of being active with those thoughts of or that action of kindness and, and all of that. That I know you kind of also emphasize year round around your household,
0: yeah. And I know for me, um, it is on the list in the workbook, but one that I'm being very intentional with is putting down my phone when I'm around others, it's a very bad habit, and I think it's one of the actually the hardest ones to do Mm -hmm. because we are so plugged in especially during the holidays yeah
1: it is definitely harder to put it down which just talking about it makes me want to pick my cell phone up um because we definitely have gotten conditioned to be in a very responsive and connected type environment so i do love that there's the uh, the possibility of really making that connection with the here and now with the people that we have in our lives. And even if maybe we're on our own during this time of year, just being connected with our time for our for ourselves is always really positive as well. Absolutely. And it's, again, it's a mitzvah in itself. So let's go. Let's do that in three, two, one. Back into that five-minute block at our tempo pace, my friends. Let's move. Let's groove. Let's lock it in. And knowing that we are here Just under five minutes at this point. Did you say lock it in or lock it in? So good, coach. I mean, how would we live without these puns? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Probably very peacefully, I but it wouldn't so. be nearly as much No, fun. there would be
1: no giggles. There would no, be no big smiles on everyone's faces as they're rolling through here. And again, knowing that having that positivity helps these harder efforts kind of go by, which I think there's a lot to that tying it into that mitzvah as well, where don't you feel good when you actually do act with your intentionality of being there and taking and those acts of kindness with others?
0: Absolutely. Seeing people either smile or just see them relax and you you can immediately feel the difference that that small thing made in their day. And again, maybe that's just time. Maybe it's offering to babysit or house sit or dog sit. And it seems very small, but it has that big impact.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's really what's important, too, is that it is can going back to the theme of the entire 28 day challenge is the micro aspect of things or maybe even kind of hearkening to a little bit of the um, number one bestseller atomic habits where it's those tiny little micro changes that we make building upon them that really make the biggest difference over time. So those micro kindnesses to others, which maybe doesn't even feel like a big deal to you, could completely change the course of someone else's day.
0: Which it is pretty fitting because do you know what the word
1: Hanukkah means? No. I actually don't even know how to spell it, to be honest. I have to spell check myself on Hanukkah every single time and I feel like there's well there are there are many ways yes but I still I feel like I don't do any of the correct ways So.
0: well I'll give you I'll give you some hints okay I'll give you some choices okay so does it mean candles triumph dedication or potato pancakes
1: no you're just gonna gonna throw potato pancakes into all things um it's dedication yes. it has to be dedication it is yes. See, I didn't know that. I thought it was triumph. Well, see, to me, it it makes sense because from what I understand, it is almost a dedication of faith. And when I think of triumph, I think of it as an outcome that we, obviously, we all want triumph. We all want that positive outcome. When we talk about dedicating ourselves to things, we can't guarantee that positive outcome. We have to kind of just have faith that as we continue rolling through with our dedication to our faith or ourselves or our commitments that it'll hopefully work out but you can't so i I love that i love that basically to me that sounds like it's very akin to again honoring that commitment that dedication so that's beautiful could not be more appropriate for this entire season and our lives And because
0: we are dedicated in my household to some healthy competition, one of our favorite traditions, which I'd be interested to know if other households do this, is we bet on which candle will go out first.
1: I'm sure you guys are not the only ones. Um, And I'm curious if talking about, like from our previous workout where we talked a little bit about Vegas, does Vegas have a bet room with that? Because they bet on everything in Vegas. So is there a possibility? I would not be surprised. They bet on everything. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know what I'm betting on, Coach? That everybody is rolling through here and feeling super strong. That's what I'm definitely betting on because I know that they've done their head-to-toe check-in. They still have that really tall posture. They have their core engaged. They're breathing. They have their shoulders down and back. They're using their arms to help move their feet a little quicker because we have just 60 seconds left here before we pull into our recovery. Which 60
0: seconds left gives me plenty of time for one more hot seat question Ooh, okay how many presents must be given during
1: hanukkah according to jewish law i am going to say none good job look at you know, I'm so excited. mazel tov. Thank you, thank you um let's talk more about why that is As we start to move people into the recovery but don't let up off that gas pedal just yet folks you've got 19 18 17 16 15 seconds to go keep moving keep (laughs) grooving we've got it here for just i mean like we literally see that that finish line here that recovery is right around the corner let's pull back now in three two and one 90 seconds on the clock so is it not a... Com- it's basically not a commandment. It's just kind of something that's been picked up over the years as a way to show the celebration? Yep. You can go ahead
0: and thank societal pressure for making gifts a thing. Those merchants um, I'm rich. Sh- <laughs> right, basically. yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to assume that even before commercialization took over, mm-hmm. that there were still things given. But uh, yes, no actual commandment is there that you must give a gift. And I think that's more of like why the mitzvahs are such a big deal, because it's giving the gift of kindness and thoughtfulness versus actual tangible thing.
1: I think it's so fascinating because uh, this is where we're going to get into a little bit of my geekery. One of the things that in my household we tend to watch a lot about is like documentaries on like religion, like world religions. And so many world religions have so many strong parallels um, where it really is about those good deeds. So I love to see that being center focus for this challenge during this week, and hopefully it continues to be something that people take on to their everyday lives because I think that really regardless of whatever our beliefs may be that we all know that we can make a positive difference both in our lives and those of others but what we're going to do right here and now is make a positive difference on our pacing because we're going to take it back on up in five four three two and one let's rock let's roll let's tempo for just Uh, under five minutes i see
0: i know i like it (laughs) now this is one that i did not know Mm -hmm. What do the four Hebrew letters on the dreidel stand for? So it's Nun, Gimel, Hay, and Shin. Oh my gosh. I I can give you some options if you'd like. You're going to have to because I truly have zero idea. I I did not know this. Okay. So A, eternal values will always triumph. Okay. A great miracle happened there save us from our enemies or
1: try your luck and win the pot who created these choices because that fourth one makes me giggle Um, it's gotta be the second one a great miracle happens there yes you are way better than I am because
0: that was not what I thought it was going to be did you think it was going to be let's try our luck at the pot I'm going to totally get revoked from my family tree for this, but I did. I really did think that was going to be the loose translation of it.
1: Um, yeah. So see, all those documentaries have paid off because although I do not know the specifics, they again, most of the world's religions do tend to have a lot of similarities. And I think that, that makes more sense. That cracks me up. So the dreidel, it means a lot to you. You love it. It brings a lot of joy to you. You've incorporated that joy into um, the workbook with the, the dreidel. Tell me more about how you've used it. Like growing up, what it does mean to you since we know that it's not try your hand at the pot. (laughs) Again, it was always one of those traditions
0: that I, I struggled with because I sucked at spinning the dreidel. Okay. Like no lie, as a child, it was not my game of choice, but I kept trying and I did eventually triumph and now I play a mean game of dreidel. But we had a little cheat sheet mm-hmm. of what all the signs meant because I could not for the life of me retain it. I mean, none was easy and gimbal, but hey and Shin always messed me up. I don't. So
1: what what exactly does it mean? Because, And by the way, were your parents very relieved that you were bad at spinning the dreidel because they were like, she, has, she stands no chance with spinning the bottle. We don't have to worry about her with boys. I mean, like, <laughs> what, what exactly does it mean to be bad at spinning the dreidel? I don't know what that means. I I couldn't get it to spin like it's it's basically a top okay yeah but I couldn't I couldn't spin
0: it like I didn't snap as a kid Okay. so I I just sucked it I couldn't get it to to
1: spin properly so are you finding maybe it's just because of your age like is that the same for your kiddo is it she has difficulty with spinning the dreidel as well or she picked up on your skills that you've learned over the years she just throws it. Okay. She thinks that that's like how it's going to work. So it's like it's actually dice for her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's basically. Okay. We well, made it dice. We have a couple more minutes here so whether you are rolling the dice or spinning the cradle, you know that you can confidently bet on the fact that you have what it takes for the last two minutes of this tempo effort. So again, you're not quite comfortable, but you shouldn't be going out so hard that you can't catch in a word or two or even maybe even a sentence or maybe even a good little chuckle.
0: Maybe you're just laughing along at our hilariousness as I apparently unearth things that I never knew about Jewish heritage. But you did ask about the the symbols so none means nothing nothing happens oh okay just get oh so there's you actually get none you give attached none.
1: to each letter okay
0: yes 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 so none means nothing happens okay. you don't take anything you don't give anything okay gimel you get the whole pot everything in it okay you won okay i mean you and then hey you get half of the pot and then shin usually oh. we always put in one but you have to like pick at the beginning of the game, like, how much you put in when you get shit. What's the pot? Can I ask? I mean, do we have, like, paella in this pot? What? What's... Help. Oh, okay. The chocolate coins. So, I mean, people do probably use real money. We always just use chocolate coins because, you know, chocolate is life.
1: Right.
0: Um, But sometimes after, you need a little something sweet after you've had a nosh. But, yeah, you just put in the chocolate coins or whatever you're determining into a, in the middle. It doesn't actually have to be a pot, even though you can... You can bring a pot if you want. I don't think there's
1: anything against that. Is guilt always milk chocolate or is it like different varieties of chocolate? I have no idea. Okay. I feel... You can't ask me follow-up questions. (laughs) I feel like we're going to have to get these answers from a couple of our um, Slay the Holidays participants that maybe might have it or we might have to Google. But either way, friends, we're all going to pull it back into our recovery in three, two, and one. Catch your breath check in with yourself, how you're feeling, roll it back. You may be very happy to be here at your recovery. Maybe you're thinking, gosh, I feel super strong today. This is going to be one of the best straddle dashes of, you know, history. And that's amazing. We're also how you feel. Again, we're rocking, we're rolling. We are making our way through it. We're going to be going right into our next set in about 60 seconds. This is a good time if you need to grab a sip of water. I think it's also really important that we talk about hydration this time of year because I know, again, when we're cooler outside, we tend to forget about hydrating. It doesn't come as naturally to us. But still, you're putting in these efforts, whether you're putting in these efforts with micro movements through the workbook or you're doing these um, longer, harder efforts through the workouts, you got to hydrate, friends. It definitely is something that we forget very easily, especially when we've got tons of things to do but maybe traveling with that water bottle maybe making a dedicated stop so with that coach hit me with more more knowledge
0: i did google it because i really wanted to know gelt is usually molded from dark or milk chocolate so i don't think we're adding in anything too extra
1: Okay. So just milk chocolate. I'm shocked. I mean, I'm actually really surprised. And if by any means, I want, to, I also want to say this before here and now because I do not know anything about Hanukkah. I want to make sure that there are certain things that may be very religiously tied that are sacred. So maybe milk chocolate, there's a specific reasoning for it. So what I'm about to say may not be appropriate. And I apologize. You guys are welcome to, to drop that knowledge on me as we roll back into our next segment in 3, 2, and 1, but I would think that some of like the chocolate makers would be like all about like, let's create like a raspberry filled coin with dark chocolate. I'm shocked that it's just milk chocolate. There has to be a reason for it. That sounds really good. And you know what?
0: That is a proper disclaimer. I actually should... Should make my own disclaimer that many of my Hanukkah traditions might not be traditional on the outward facing. These are just what I do with my family. Mm -hmm. Even like the prayer question. I actually believe the correct answer is two, but I count it differently as five. So again, this is all about learning, sharing how we celebrate the holidays. Many of you might not even have any celebratory of Hanukkah within you. And that's okay, too. It's fun to learn about different things. I've learned different things about Christmas that I never do. And again, kind of giving the mitzvah to ourselves of learning about other people's traditions. Maybe you bring in some traditions of your own. Again, I get Christmas ornaments for Hanukkah because that's just how my family is set up.
1: Is that traditional? No. Is it fun? Heck yes. So with that said, friends, we welcome you to reach out to us at info at time for brunch if there's some things that you want to make a correction on, or of course, you're welcome to pop into that training group page and be like, coaches, don't, don't say that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but again, so if you do know why there isn't any other types of chocolates, I really do actually want to know that. I'm sure I could Google, but I would, uh, seriously, I just, I feel like when I think of, this time of year. I know white chocolate becomes very, very popular that I'm not a fan of. I'm a big dark chocolate fan, but I like dark chocolate with other flavors like a raspberry or um, maybe even a mint, of course. Um, and milk chocolate's always good. So I'm curious as to like why that one's the go-to. So we are about two minutes in, three minutes to go of this dreidel dash as we continue to roll on through here or spin through here. I'm not sure. Spinning might make a six. Let's not do that it is really interesting that hanukkah
0: gets a lot of love because it does coincide with around the christmas area and everything but you know it's actually not the most important jewish holiday celebration it is passover isn't it passover and rosh hashanah okay, so the- are the most important a new year and the passover okay
1: very, yes. very so, cool.
0: Again, get, we get our own very little, small end cap. I was even walking through the store yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, they have a Hanukkah section!" And it's literally like
1: four shelves. I mean, I, I would think in South Florida you'd have much more representation down there, but apparently not. We did have a gnome,
0: a little, a little Jewish gnome, and they make like instead of Elf on the Shelf, they make mensch on a Bench. I think that's adorable. I'd be more apt to get a bench on a bench than an elf on the shelf. The elf on the shelf freaks me out.
1: Um, I think that last year we had one of our incredible training group members share a tradition that someone else has started, which was doll in the hall, which was a scary doll in the hall. And that's what my heart definitely has like a lot of affinity to. And I actually went to a couple of different stores. I know I went to a brick and mortar store. I went to a couple of stores to see if I could find a scary doll to put in the halls, but um, just get a Chucky doll. I want it to be more like traditional. Like I want it to be like more of a, porcelain doll that will creep everyone out. But
0: all right, so I'll get a porcelain <laughs> doll. I'll give it to Luna and I'll have her just rough it up a little bit and I'll send that to you as your as your holiday it sounds present.
1: Perfect. We do have I think here in Florida the what's considered the world's scariest or most cursed doll but we're not going to talk about that anymore because we have you gave me all of the month of october for halloween so i'm going to give you the same proper deference and it's all about the the winter holidays that you love so drop some more knowledge on me on the winter holidays as we have about 50 seconds left in this tempo I love how you give me 50 seconds. Like, you think
0: I'm just like this vast wealth of Hanukkah knowledge. You have to
1: be. Yes, I'm giving you. You're it. I will say (laughs) that I did learn that the first U.S. president that celebrated Hanukkah in the White House was President Jimmy Carter in 1979. So there was an actual national menorah. And I think that's pretty cool. It feels like slightly recent history before we were both born, but still. I like how you
0: throw that in just to make sure like our age difference. Like we weren't, neither of us were born. Yeah. But I do know, I did double check of why there are so many different spellings. of Oh, I
1: definitely want to know that. But you're going to tease that out, friends, because you guys have a recovery coming to you in four, three, two, and one. Tell me why there's so many. Because the
0: alphabet does not exactly translate into the English alphabet. That makes so sense. So there is some interpretation. I I am not a CH speller. I have always spelt
1: it with an H. Okay. I automatically go to C H. So really? yeah, automatically. Can you do the kh? can you do like the, the the Hanukkah? I don't think so. No. I'm sorry.
0: That's probably going to be really bad on the editing side with that going in there. But at least you guys know. I'm putting that in
1: because that's just something that I hope everybody is doing a little bit of that, testing it out, making sure, again, that their diaphragm is really like getting that full breath in. And then a little bit of that. (laughs) I don't even know how to try it. Do you do that from your diaphragm, from your belly, from your throat? Where are we getting that from? No,
0: it's like a phlegmy throat thing. Okay. Like as if you have like a sinus infection and everything's in your throat, like you're trying to it up. That's the best way I can explain it. I know that's probably like the most unsavory thing for everybody running right now. But listen, we all have running snot rockets. So we we know the feeling. You just have to harness it and just stop it at a certain point so it doesn't go too far.
1: Well, I am going to say real quick here now, before we go too far into this workout, we are four sets down. So if you guys did need to, you're short on time, or you already planned, or your final search said to go to the cool down, this is that time to use those episode notes to go check that out or those chapter markers. For the rest of us, let's go into our fifth set in three, two and one, or in the back half, this is where you have to start really digging deep, showing that mitzvah to yourself, being kind. Maybe you feel a little frustrated. Those first four sets weren't exactly what you were hoping they'd be. So, okay, let's not worry about those. Let's leave those in that first half. We're going to work on this one and focusing right here on making this one what we want it to be. So putting in that effort, giving ourselves that pep talk or the peppermint talk, if you will, and continuing (laughs) to rock through here. You should be locking in your tempo pace right here and now for an additional four minutes and 30 seconds so coach you know i love me some information i love me a lot of knowledge now you explained why there's so many different spellings let's talk mm-hmm. about hanukkah music i feel like is there a lot of hanukkah music like christmas music starts rolling on through like come july yeah, no. I, I only know of one, which is in the
0: workbook, and that's the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. But there's traditional Hanukkah music, right? Yes, but again, I do not pretend to be the most traditional person <gasps> okay. in this brunch community, so I do not know of them. I literally only know of the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. And I was really excited to learn about all the people in the entertainment world that are Jewish or half Jewish. Mm-hmm. And like growing up, cause I'm, I celebrate both. I had a little bit of each, I was half and half. So it was always like, I like guess sacrilegious, I guess to say, but an Easter egg of sorts okay. to find out that there were so many celebrities that were half and half. And I actually had a shirt for a really long time that had a menorah and a Christmas tree. Okay. And they met in the middle. And it always just made me happy. Because, again, it's not something you run into every day. So kind of like another runner smiling. It just brightens up your soul a little bit when you see it.
1: Well, I don't have a lot of historical knowledge of Hanukkah. I can't pretend like I've really ever celebrated it, but I do think it has some incredible, beautiful traditions and definitely want to say happy Hanukkah to our friends that do celebrate. But I do have some random trivia that I definitely want to share. And with that is that, Coach, did you know that there are actual dreidel championships? It's a competitive dreidel spinning is a thing. It's called Major league dreidel host tournaments where the goal is to spin the dreidel for the longest possible time and the current record for the longest dreidel spin is and i'm gonna let you guess um closest without going over what do you think it is longest dreidel is spin. The price is
0: right yeah. um the longest dreidel spin i'm gonna say is 90 seconds
1: that's a great recovery time after folks get through the rest of this tempo in about two minutes you guys will have that 90 second recovery but it's not the longest dreidel spin time it is 18 minutes how do you even do that i have no clue like and, and how do you recognize that that's your skill that you should how do you realize like this is my gift and i am going to work on it I'm just curious. and how do you even how do you not get bored in the eighteen minutes that it's spinning? because I'm thinking in those eighteen minutes, I want to go make myself a sandwich. So could be spinning. So do I need to sit there and watch it? I have so
0: many questions right now. Like, how do you spin it with that much force that it just goes for 18 minutes? And what's a may of? Is this like a, a traditional wood dreidel? I, I, I
1: could not possibly now, tell you. Now it's but, my turn to have but some. I'm sure that the Major League Dreidel has officially created, like, sponsored dreidels and the ones that are allowed are not allowed. So, I don't, I don't know. But... One of the things that I love is space and things being out of this world, especially during this time of year, out of this world of fun. So there was a first Hanukkah celebration in space in December 1993. I think you were hatched that year, were you? A uh, year before I was hatched. Okay, so at your one year of birthday kind of celebration, we had our first Hanukkah on the Space Shuttle Endeavour mission with astronaut jeffrey hoffman so folks hopefully you feel like this tempo is out of this world you're feeling good as you rock on through here we've got that recovery coming up in 30 seconds and thankfully we're not asking you to do any of these workouts with the longest radial spin so it's not like you have to do it for 18 minutes
0: <laughs> i am going to assume that they had to do an electric menorah. oh in space you think so Yeah, because I don't think fire is allowed in space. I learned that from the movies because movies never tell you anything false, right? I
1: I think it was an actual lit candle. I think so. I don't know if that's true or not. I'll I'll have to look that up. I will look that up. But but first, (laughs) let's recover in three, two, and one. So 90 seconds here while I start to Google my friends because I'm showing that it says lit candles, but I didn't think of asking if it would be electric Um, which makes me think of Electric Avenue, and we're going to rock on too. So while I'm Googling that, Coach, tell me more of some of your celebrations and things that you look forward to regarding this week that we are dedicating to the mitzvahs. So a big thing
0: is the Laka obviously, and we obviously make them in our house, but there was, um, in the pandemic years, we obviously couldn't have anybody over, or we chose that we were not going to have anybody over, and we have a longtime family friend who absolutely loves my mother's cooking. Mm-hmm. Like his last meal would be something my mother made. Aww. So we couldn't have him over for Hanukkah and for our latke. So my mom made basically a latke to go and made them all, did all the patties, did everything and gave him oil, the whole nine yards, wrote him like instructions on how to do it and sent it to him and dropped it off. Well, actually he we dropped it off his house because couldn't put that through the mail but we made basically like a laka on the go Aww. and sent that to him and it was just it was so sweet and he he was so excited he goes they
1: still taste good he goes but it's not the same as like having you cook no now. it's like somebody giving you a glass of water but friends what we are going to do is we're going to spin latke and roll into our next tempo pace in three two and one five minutes here that's beautiful but I do agree something special about having somebody else finish off and like kind of hand it to you like even a glass of water becomes more magical which brings round Robin back to what we originally said it doesn't have to be huge you don't have to think like it doesn't have to be somewhere where you are in the kitchen unless if you want to be preparing a meal to, to give to a friend maybe it is just getting a glass of water for your spouse maybe it's just giving a glass of water for yourself but like those little micro kindnesses really are beautiful coach I have also found your answer you are absolutely accurate he the astronaut jeffrey hoffman did not light real candles since of course that would be a really big hazard but he used a symbolic menorah and to light the candles and air quotes he used small pieces of paper attached with velcro to represent the flames and this allowed him to observe the holiday in a safe manner without the risk of real flames so
0: oh amazing. i like that they <laughs> you're like i needed to figure that out. That's okay. I I had to know about how many different ways there are to actually spell Hanukkah. Okay. So I'm going to give you a multiple choice. Okay, I'm excited. Okay. It's either
1: 16, mm-hmm. 8, mm-hmm. 12, mm-hmm. or 9. I mean, I feel like we're doing 8k with 8 sets of tempo, 8 nights, 8 candles. I feel like it's going to be 8, but I'm going to so sew 12. And I purposely
0: put an eight there just to mess you up. It's actually 16. Wow. Which if you double eight, you get 16. I can do that math. So the eights are all hidden in there. Big fours, eights, sixteens are huge if you look at all of the different data.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Seriously. Like, I mean, amazing. I have difficulty like in kindergarten spelling my last name. So I can't imagine having to learn 16 different spellings. But I think that's absolutely cool. Okay. You know what we use? What? You know what's actually traditional for me to use? Mm-mm.
0: Autocorrect. Okay. Does autocorrect, though, have all 16? I bet you not. Uh, I, until today, I did not know there were 16 different ways. So I'm going to say no. I think the most popular two are C-H-A-N-U-K-A. hmm and then H A N U K
1: K A H. That's where I go wrong. I lose the double K's and that's where I always misspell. But I do double N's. You do? Okay. I, 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 yeah,
0: that's I meant might that is a way to spell it, but according to this so far, I uh, I busted. I went over. I didn't win Planko. Aw.
1: Well, we have three minutes pretty much on the clock with just a little bit over two minutes to go. But Coach D, you know that there is also a Guinness World Record holding menorah as the largest menorah in the world. Really? Mm-hmm. You want to take a guess as to how much it weighs? And I'll give you a multiple choice since you've been so kind in doing that okay. as well. Well, first and foremost, it's located in Manhattan, New York. It is 36 feet tall. And either weighs, and I'm curious what it's made of as well, but... It either weighs 2,000 pounds, 7,000 pounds, 4,000 pounds, or 855 pounds.
0: I'm gonna do 855.
1: (laughs) 4,000.
0: Really? How, I now I really do want to know what I want to of. see, see again we don't we don't do any of this scripted because there's no way that we would just have this at the ready because and I find funny I yelled at you for having follow-up questions but yet I see, have of course you're gonna have follow-up
1: questions but do you also know that there is a song talking about Hanukkah songs it's called the latke song um a singer songwriter Debbie Friedman penned the latke song and it details the plight of the poor potato latke being grated fried and eaten during Hanukkah so I I must that we add that oh, during, during um, one of our days here this week. We have to find that and add it into the group page for sure.
0: No, that sounds horrendous. I don't want to think about – look, I'm a vegetarian for a reason. I don't want to think about my poor potato oh, my getting word.
1: shredded. I mean, you have to be – that's what the potato's purpose is here for, is for us to be able to consume it. There's no other reason for the potato to be here.
0: I will say, I we don't shred our own potatoes anymore – um, we do get like frozen shredded potatoes and then let them thaw and bring out the moisture because it does make for a crispier pancake. Oh yeah. with lots of lots of salt. Especially before a long run, you need to like retain the salt. I was gonna so say, you can sweat it
1: all out. It sounds like the perfect way to carb load for this dreidel dash. So friends, maybe you're gonna have to put that on your grocery list and repeat this workout after you've had some because we're gonna take it into our recovery right here and now in five, four, three two and one. Now, coach, we are having a lot of fun and we're learning a lot about this. And we both have realized that we have a ton of questions no matter what kind of answers we get. But we also have folks that are coming into the recovery of the sixth set knowing that they still have that seventh and eighth set in front of them. And maybe they are having a little bit of difficulty giving themselves that little note of encouragement. So what would you say to folks as they're rolling on through here with just two more sets left? Honestly, it's one of those
0: things, again, we're so close to the end. And again, like we said last week, we say on a lot of these fronts, it's so easy to just cut it short. It's like, who's going to know? No one's going to know. No one's going to care. But again, you're going to know. And you're going to care. And it might not be exactly after you finish the run because you're like, yeah, I yeah, don't have to do anything more. But why not go that extra little mile? figuratively or literally. Again, that could be a mitzvah to yourself is keeping that promise, that actionable item of not letting yourself cut it short. Again, if you're tired and you're hurting and you need to walk it out the rest of the way, that's okay. But to keep that movement forward and not let it pull you back is really, again, throughout the holiday season, the biggest lesson, and the biggest gift you can give to yourself.
1: Oh, so that's all you guys need to know as you roll into that seventh set in three, two, and one. And we're going to make our way through it. We're going to roll through forward in that pace. We're going to make sure that our posture is still nice and tall, that we're still very proud of ourselves for showing up today, that we've got our chin up, that we've got a smile on our face, that we are relaxed. Maybe you've started to clench. That's a great time and a great reminder to shake out those hands a little bit, a little shoulder shimmy, if you will, and then keep rocking and rolling, locking in, or I guess as coach has already said, we're locking in. I don't think I could say that. Our pace for another four minutes and 30 seconds.
0: I do have to laugh, my mom, after we recorded one of the previous episodes, I had told her that I had been using plots wrong Mm -hmm. for my entire life. She was, I think, a little ashamed and didn't quite understand where she went wrong, Um, but I also didn't realize that the name for the dreidel comes from the Yiddish word dre, which means to spin. Oh, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it's just little these little nuggets that I
1: never, I never knew. Oh, ah, I like this. So I want to get a little bit of true or false for you, Coach, because again, oh, gosh. I, I feel like true or false is you've got fifty-fifty chance of getting it right. So this is like as good as it gets. It's so much easier <laughs> than multiple choice. So I am curious. Talking about your dreidel, since it's the dreidel dash, the game of dreidel originated as a way. For Jewish people to study the Torah in secret under the oppressive Greek-Syrian rule, is that a true or false?
0: I'm going to say that's true. It
1: is. Yeah. It said that that's how Jewish children would learn the Torah in secret, and when soldiers would chuck on them, they would pretend to be playing with a spinning top.
0: Hmm, look
1: at that. I know. You're so fancy. I'm going to have another question for you. So, it is traditional to eat foods fried in oil during Hanukkah to celebrate a victory in a battle fought on horses. Is that a true or false?
0: I feel like the beginning part is very true. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the reasoning behind that is true though. And it seems odd about
1: the horses. You need to go tell your mom that you know your facts. You just need it to be true <laughs> or false, and you've got it because, yeah, you're right. You've got it exactly. So, yes, it is traditional to eat foods fried in oil, but the reason is that it's to celebrate the miracle of the temporal, uh, temple's menorah oil last eight days so nothing I was pretty sure
0: yeah. but then I was like wow is that the commercialized reasoning behind it like did it have something to do with horses?" I I really started to just See, question my this, entire life
1: another beautiful reminder sometimes friends we have all the answers within us but we start to overthink it and question it so I stopped you before I before you got the chance of having that um opportunity to question yourself because you had the answer all along and you guys if you're rolling through here and you are still moving forward or maybe even if you've pulled back that you have the strength all within you so Let's bring it back up. We have just two minutes, a little under two minutes, actually. Coach, can I continue with my true or false? Because again, I I, I, love, this. <laughs> it I love it. It's bringing you joy. I love it. So happy. Okay. So the dreidel song is the only traditional song associated with Hanukkah. Is that true or false? I feel like that's
0: false, because we just went down a rabbit hole of how I didn't know any traditional songs, and then you pulled out a traditional song.
1: Yay. Okay, so you're right. It is <laughs> See, fun. I pay attention to you. Yes. So, the dreidel song <laughs> is one of the most famous, but there are the traditional songs, such as the Rock of Ages, that is sung during the Hanukkah holiday. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. The Rock of Ages is, the, of course, the translation. It's Maus treasure girl you're gonna have to help me (laughs) that's all i got to say
0: listen after i tried saying what a jelly donut's called it's i my mom didn't even know how to do it and it made me feel a lot better about my life because she was raised a lot more traditional than i was so um i've got one for you i'm ready currently menorahs actually have nine candles okay okay Which I didn't know if you knew that, which that'll be a follow-up question. Okay. But in ancient times, they had fewer candles. True or
1: false? Oh my goodness, that's a really good true or false. And now I'm going to try to logically reason through it. So I do think that it is true that in ancient times it had less. Correct. I guess they're
0: not actually sure. Scholars don't know when or how the nine-part menorah was invented but they've found that some only had four to seven candles or lanterns on them.
1: Fascinating. I love how so many things change and evolve. So what one? What wonderful thing that's going to change and evolve is our pace. Let's pull it back in three, two, And one Recovery right here and now. Again, some of you guys may be coming up on the end of your 4.97 and you're going to go make your way over to that light jog or light walk. That's cool as well, as long as you're screenshotting your 4.97 so that you can (laughs) see that in the training group. For others of you, if you're rolling through this as a tempo workout, you have that final set, knowing that, again, you've done some really hard work. You've lit the candle on those seven segments. You just have one more that you're going to tackle. So give yourself another 60 seconds here to recover kind of think through how you can make this final one your best one and then give me an opportunity to give coach another true or false because i'm having so much fun so true or false coach the menorah candles can be lit using any substance as long as it burns including beeswax or paraffin Uh... I'm going to say false. It's true. While olive oil is traditional and preferred, other substances that burn can be used for lighting menorah candles such as beeswax or paraffin candles. I think you even said there was an electric one. So I guess, yeah, I guess it means everything. I mean, it's it's about the meaning versus the actual material. Hmm.
0: That's really interesting, actually.
1: All right, my friend. Are you ready? Because we've got... I'm ready. 10 seconds for folks to take it into their final five-minute block. A little celebration. We're going to light up that last segment in three, two, and one. Let's go.
0: Ooh, I'm excited for the last one. It's like the last night of Hanukkah. I love the last night of Hanukkah because it's all lit up.
1: Mm. But I remember
0: when my friend would come over who had not been exposed to Hanukkah before. She could not understand why there were nine candles. She was not getting it she was just like i i see it but it's eight nights so why are
1: there nine Mm -hmm. do you know why there are nine on the menorah because there is a helper candle that lights the others which i love the meaning behind that and i feel like that's the entire purpose of this like group and training is that sometimes we need a little extra help to help us shine bright and so for me, it's a very beautiful tradition, but it, I think that's what yes. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Look at you.
0: Yeah. The shamash, which I mean, we had our shamash burner on the workouts, but it definitely is really, really awesome. And I agree with you hundred percent. That's the entire meaning behind all of what we do is to help others. And Hanukkah is a beautiful parallel to kind of draw from that between the mitzvahs, between the shamish, And maybe you'll be inspired to make your own little latka on the go box for somebody special. Um,
1: you could definitely send it my way, except I don't, I don't think I know how to really. We're going to show all the inadequacies that I have in the kitchen. I don't like frying stuff. I'm not good at it. And I always feel like it burns really? me. Yeah, I do not fry ever.
0: People put the oil way too hot Mm, or they try to overcrowd Mm -hmm. Um, and you you can't reuse the oil like a bunch. Don't try to make like the eight day miracle again, Mm -hmm. like change out your oil and reheat so it doesn't have that burnt oily taste.
1: Yeah, that does make sense. Absolutely. I just, I probably do put it on too hot. I could see where I would lose um, patience and be like, let's just cook this up really fast. And so I haven't tried frying and gosh, maybe maybe two decades since I lost it. So coach, we have just about... Less than three minutes, I should say, for us to have this very final tempo pace. So this is where, friends, if you're feeling a little bit of extra, if you have a little bit of extra oil to burn, we're going to have you maybe take that shamash, is that how I'm saying it, a little helper candle, and keep pushing on through, maybe light it on fire, going into that upper level tempo, knowing this is it, this is your final one, and then we have a recovery waiting for us, a really nice, long recovery waiting for us. Um,
0: what I am the last one to pick on anybody's pronunciation of anything because I per I pr- I, pronunciate. I, I pronounce I pronounce things so I uh, Shamash Shamish Shamash. Okay I, I love I don't know I the fact that tomato potato tomato You're
1: super brave and courageous and you always even if you don't know the exact pronunciation you always put yourself out there so I love that you do that and I. I'm taking some inspiration from you, my friend, and trying to be a bit more courageous at maybe feeling a little silly when I don't know how to pronounce something, which is pretty much everything. Um, So, is it true or false that the Hanukkah is also known as the Festival of Lights? True. Okay. Do you know
0: why? Because there's lights in Okay. (laughs) i don't i i I don't i don't know the the proper meaning behind it i mean
1: i don't either i just wondered if you knew (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't part of the true or false i am curious that makes sense though um and i don't know that i've heard the best of lights and i don't know that i've ever attached it necessarily to hanukkah so i had no idea i think that's super cool though um
0: well while you google it because i know you're going to i'm going to give you a true or false okay You need 44 candles to keep a menorah lit for the eight nights of Hanukkah. You can't do math that fast, so I'm not going to let you stall either. Uh, False. True. Oh, really? 44 candles. Every day the burned candles from the night before were placed. An additional candle is burnt making the total 44 candles that, which
1: if I could do if I could do math that quickly that is so it, cool I feel like this is kind of lends into that song like the I don't know nine lords a leaping and if you total all of the different gifts how there's like three gazillion. But what there's not three gazillion is tempo sets, friends. We are in the final one with 30 seconds left to go. So again, this is your time. This is your opportunity to maybe light it up just a little bit more and coach you You are absolutely correct. Festival of Lights does have to do with the lighting tradition and the ceremony of lighting candles. So with that said, friends, you have just 15 seconds left before we pull it back and try our recovery. I feel like
0: I can sleep better now, at least knowing that I do know You know, you know a lot of things. You know a lot of things. Again, but look, when you learn about it, if you don't grow up in like a super traditional household, again, I get Christmas ornaments for Hanukkah. If I said that to, to most people, would probably think that that wasn't correct because it's not a traditional thing. So I just cultivate my traditions and sometimes I don't know if they are correct or, or not.
1: Well, what is correct though, Coach, right here now is that people pull back to their recovery in three years. Two and one. So you guys go ahead and pull it back all the way back. If you want to walk this portion out, you are welcome to. We're still gonna have a five minute light jog to promote some extra circulation, promote uh, bringing our heart rate down nice and easy. And again, if you are short on time, we're gonna ask you to please, please, please at least sneak in a little bit of the static stretches so that you can make sure that you come back to your next workout feeling limber and taking care of your body as much as you possibly can. So with that, we have 90 seconds here before we all meet back up into our five minute official cool down. Um, Yeah, no coach, I think you actually have a lot that you have knowledge on this and while it may not be traditional that's okay as well right that's the whole point is trying to create some of these traditions and making them our own and I love to hear how people are changing what may have been traditions in their household and making it more their own so it's always fun to hear those kind of things
0: Well, and I didn't know that the menorah has different names. Some people call it a menorah. Some people call it a Hanakia. And I think there's some other names, too. But again, it just goes to show you never stop learning. And just because you may celebrate one tradition, it might mean in another area there's different tradition. Like you saying in Puerto Rico, how there are different traditions. And then we have... um, but I'm gonna make sure I say all Kings Day
1: or mm-hmm. all, all King's Day all Saints Day is, are those the same one in the same no. or is those so it's different? three King's Day or um, three Kings yeah Day. and all Saints Day so those are two different ones I just smashed them together. You, did. you sm- It's okay. It's totally cool, though, because, again, we're learning. It's my specialty. We're learning. Um, again, that's the beautiful thing is giving ourselves the opportunity. And I think this is where mitzvahs come into play, where we start to learn the kind of kindnesses that make our hearts feel good. And we start to learn that the kindnesses that we extend to others also – really does bring a lot of joy into our lives so i think this is a fun week to share with um, other members of our families maybe even challenge some other members of the family or friends to join us with some of the workouts from the workbook or to join us with the mitzvahs or maybe even open up the discussion and that i mean this is what the holiday season is about is opening up the conversation and connecting and finding more out about the people that we love and hold near and dear So is a great opportunity to kind of utilize maybe some of the facts that we've come up with or the fact that we don't know pretty much 95% of the questions, answers to the questions (laughs) we put out there and have some of those conversation starters at home. Friends, we're going to all take it back into that five minute cool down in three, two, one. And then we are going to give ourselves a really big high five. Now we've said it in previous workouts. We're going to say it again here. Of course, say it with me, friends. You're going to rehydrate. You're going to refuel so you can properly recover and continue to take care of yourself. And I know it's very... Very tempting this time of year to skip some meals because we're gonna be indulging a little bit later it lost maybe a time of year when time is of the essence and you may have forgotten to pack some food and it's okay to just kind of give yourself that extra bit of grace and kindness as well but also after you're done with this workout really really honing in and trying to spend a quick minute or two to get yourself a snack so I'm definitely doing protein shakes for my quick recovery when I have to be on the go but if I have a little bit more time I do try to spend a little bit of time making myself some food. What are you making yourself for recovery during this season? Uh,
0: A little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I really I never restrict at all but i especially during the holidays i'm always really mindful to let myself have the things that i don't have year round like laka mm-hmm. like stuffing And all of the different Christmas everything. So, even if it's I take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, I find my pre run recovery foods tend to mimic the same. I'll have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, maybe deviate away from my peanut butter sandwich some and have more of a festive treat. Um, Again, I'm going to keep bringing out the stuffing or dressing from our turkey trot because. That is one of my favorite post run recovery meals when the holidays are around.
1: All right, so you're having it, it, you're taking it for Thanksgiving and you're moving that throughout the entire holiday season? Maybe. Okay.
0: Do you wanna judge me? I mean again, latka, they don't the latka don't stay good. You have to really have them fresh or like the day after more so.
1: Then not because it gets soggy. So again, I'm going to always use that um, going back to minding my own plate. So while I may not like stuffing and dressing for the entire five weeks of the holidays from Thanksgiving or six weeks from Thanksgiving to the new year, if you do, I'm minding my own plate. And that's all that matters, right? Like if you enjoy it, that's all that matters. And that's what something that, I, again, we should definitely talk about where it's kind of like enjoy what feels good to you if it doesn't work for you aunt gladys and gertrude since they're both coming to the dinner table it's okay they don't they, they don't have to like what you're consuming but again i think it's really important to definitely talk about that when it comes to this time of year but rehydrating especially again since we do tend to forget to hydrate during those cooler months um, and maybe we are indulging a little bit in some of those bubblies or that spiced cider or mulled wine so we want to make sure we're having some really good water along with it as well
0: I'm definitely gonna be using some of the recipes that were shared last week though. And I really do think I'm gonna make that cinnamon roll bread pudding. Mm-hmm. I've not made bread pudding before, but after that last
1: week in the book, I'm I'm tempted. I'm a big and it uses holla. Yeah, so that's I mean, you can't go wrong when you, anytime you holla at things, um, that's <laughs> definitely gonna work. But yes, I, I'm a big fan of bread pudding. And it's actually pretty traditional. I think it's traditional all the way around in a lot of different cultures because it basically involves utilizing food that maybe is starting to reach its expiration date and repurposing it. So I think there's a lot of that in these holiday traditions as well. So with that said, coach, we've got just 90 seconds. You're going to have some incredible bread pudding. You're going to have some stuffing for the rest of this year and maybe a little bit into 2024 or dressing. Which which one is it again? Uh, dress, uh, dressing. Okay. I have dressing. Okay. I don't know that I'm ever going
0: to learn that officially. Um, Just think again. You don't stuff it. Okay. You stuff
1: it in your face, not in your turkey. Okay. That's your... (laughs) Okay, now I'm... No, I'm never gonna I just threw to, that off. I'm never gonna be able to look at those the same. Um, for me, traditionally this time of year is usually where I'll have more of like turrón and pasteles. And again, it is super important for me not to skip on those because I do truly only have them this time of year and they're so special. Um Poquito, all of those really yummy, delicious holiday stuff. So having a lot of that, making sure to have a lot of good produce to keep me feeling good with the micronutrients as well. With that said, friends, share with us what you're having for your recovery fuel. Maybe you're using some of those recipes from the workbook. Maybe you're trying something different or maybe you're going to your old faithful, usual trued and tried. We still want to hear from you. We want to give you a big high five. You crushed this dreidel dash and a reminder if you did 4.97 screenshot it and put it in the group. You said yes (laughs) to festivity to slay the holidays. Please, we do want you to definitely put that phone down but pop on into the group whenever you need a little extra support or you're in the mood to maybe show others some kindness there as well. Rehydrate, refuel as we've said multiple times. Stay tuned for next week as we rewind and rewrap wrap up the year and this challenge. We know the season can come with a lot of extra pressure. So whether you're sprinting or taking it slow, embrace the joy and warmth of the season. And know we are here as your official Slay Squad to help you celebrate and slay the holidays. And here's to celebrating each step together.